The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello and welcome to Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. E-commerce and digital marketing company, RuLife Group, is growing rapidly, continuing to expand its partnerships. It's launching its own direct-to-consumer online stores as well. I'm joined now by Brian Carr, Managing Director and CEO of RuLife Group. The ASX code for that is RLG. Brian, welcome. Great to be back with you again. Yeah, thank you, Ariel. It's great to speak with you again. It's been a while, but uh, it's a, it's timely to reconnect. It certainly is. Um, it feels like it's been a, a long year, and of course, a lot has happened in in the year since we last spoke, Brian. But just before we delve into the story of Rue Life, um, update us on you. Um, how are you going? You know, but last time we spoke, we talked about the fact that you have been in technology for most of your career in various forms, and and you've ended up, of course, with Rue Life. Um, what's been going on? Um, yeah, so uh, very much the same in terms of delivery and development of systems. Probably the biggest variation, with as, as similar to everyone, is we just haven't been travelling. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been a while since I've been to China, So um, and only just recently been venturing out in to visit international partners and things like that. So it's a bit of a return to normal, but not the complete norm. So things are going very well, and the, and the business is growing very strongly. So you, you mentioned China, of course, and that's a focus for Rue Life Group. So, so update us for all of our viewers who don't know what Rue Life Group does. Uh, Brian, give us a bit of a rundown. Yeah, so in the simplest terms, we're a digital marketing and e-commerce business and we support and launch new brands from around the world. And our, our real strong focus is in China. And I, and I know that we're all good online shoppers now, so we've got a good understanding of that space. Um, but why China? Um, for us, it's no different to mining companies. You know, mining companies are selling their products to, to China because that's where strong demand is. Similar for us, you know, like our our strong demand is from China, from consumers looking for health, well-being, food products. Um, and so we also know that there's lots and lots of companies out there want to sell to that market. So we match that two-side demand, and that's why our, you know where our real strong focus is. This may sound like a straightforward question, Brian, but why the China focus? Um, well, I think it's been driven, uh, you know, by by my background. So spending ten years in China working in mobile payments and e-commerce, um, and then servicing that demand. I said, look, anywhere I talk to anyone around the world. Um, there is a huge desire and great interest to be able to sell their products into China. Um, most people don't know how, you know, um, obviously, and they, they haven't travelled there. It's a different um, environment. And even more so now with the travel restrictions, people just can't get on a plane and go to China. So that's where our offering and our value becomes even more pronounced because we have a very well-established and experienced team on the ground in China. So obviously, when, when you look around the world and, and, and you're looking at the geopolitical side of what, what's going on around the world, China is so often mentioned uh, within those geopolitical conversations. How much of an impact does that have on your business, in particular, I guess, when you're looking at business strategy? Um, I think we always deal with the reality that there's a, um, a higher level government perspective globally um, between uh, various countries. Um, reality is that um, consumers in China is, a, is a, a growing middle class. So there's huge demand and appreciation for Western goods, particularly food, um, you know, food and food products and health and wellbeing. And we're seeing growing demand from that around the world. So the reality is that, um, uh, you know, China is importing 
consumers are seeking those products and increasingly uh, businesses are still seeking to sell there and that's where where our strength lies. Mm. So the, the the whole you know sort of situation where uh, the focus was certainly when it comes to manufacturing out of China a lot of that manufacturing because of the geopolitics of the world at, at the time if a couple of years ago we're, we're moving into places like Vietnam does that give you sort of any impetus to broaden your horizons if you like and actually uh, sort of refocus into different areas of the world and and your your geographic expansion elsewhere around the world um, yeah so um, in terms of our supply side we're very um, very global so the brands that we work with uh, from you know from Australia New Zealand uh, the US uh, South America Europe um, UK, etc. So we see great demand there in terms of providing our services to support companies online. Um, a lot of the um, reason that we're actually in China, as I said, Liz, that's where the fish are biting. Um, no different to why there's record exports of iron ore to, to China, because that's where there's huge demand. But we do see really good opportunities for us to expand uh, our services into into the other markets. Um, but as I said, right now, that strong demand is something that we've, gives us a focus still on China. Now, your revenue is growing really nicely at the moment, Brian. Um, what's what's behind the speed of growth in terms of revenue generation? It's uh, it's to do with a, a maturing product base and I guess our, and our knowledge as well. So we're three years into this business um, and, uh, you know, no different to launching any new product anywhere in the world. Um, you know, the initial phases are where you do get a foothold, you do start to grow out and, and getting an understanding of the, the efficiencies as well of uh, conversion of uh, marketing and advertising to buying customers um, and really optimising the types of products that you're selling into that market. And I think that that's now manifesting itself into, you know, what's been very strong growth. I mean, we almost doubled our revenue in the last 12 months. Um, and that come, came off a tripling from the year before. So it's a really, really good, strong growth profile that we're seeing. Mm, it certainly is. Um, now, you, you are launching new direct-to-consumer online stores, and you have been um, over a period of time. How is that going, your new stores? Um, yeah, good. So obviously, um, we like to keep um, abreast of the latest developments and the, and the latest platforms and, and uh, access to customers. And so we've been branching out across a broader range of, of platforms in, in China. Um, and that's selling everything from cosmetics direct into consumers via TikTok to food products direct to consumers on Pindodor. So there's uh, um, the expansion and, and uh, broadening of our reach in China continues. And it also gives us a great insight into the types of products which are in demand and the trends within within uh, within the markets. So we've got our own platform that, that manages and monitors sales, trends, etc. And it's shaping very much the future of where we go with products. Um, Brian, so um, you launched your TikTok flagship stores in April. Um, how, how is that now going now? What are, what are we now? Uh, four months down the track? Yeah, no, so that uh, that achieved the uh, sort of what we're looking to with, in terms of exposure to uh, a new client base. And it gave us the ability to um, test the market with both very established and well-known products and um, at the same time introduce some of our new products. Now, unfortunately, the timing with that uh, impacted with uh, lockdowns in Shanghai for two months. So that did have a a sort of an effect on our ability to deliver during that time frame, but we're still able to achieve quite significant numbers as we reported in the quarter. Okay, great. Now, TikTok's one of your strong relationships in, in China, but you've got, you know, others as well, including Alibaba, 
Are you looking to build on those type of relationships? Because it seems like you've got the three major players in hand already. Yeah, so we, we have a very good and strong established relationship with Alibaba and the Timor platforms, and that's when we work very closely uh, with the Alibaba team to to bring in new products and new offerings. And one of the, the most significant um, achievements that we've, we've, um, we've put in place in uh, consultation with Alibaba and Timor is our relationship with AFT Pharmaceuticals. So during the quarter, we, were, uh, we launched the first um, New Zealand-based over-the-counter pharmacy store into China. So that's uh, in a, in a huge achievement and it's a culmination of a lot of work over the last 12 months. So that means that we really short circuit the process for a pharmaceutical company to be able to sell direct to consumers in China. If you compare it to the alternative of getting approvals, uh, the equivalent uh, approvals required within the China regulatory environment and to sell within China, that can take many years and many, many tens of millions of dollars. So that's a fantastic achievement for us and for AFT. Mm, that's very exciting. Congratulations uh, uh, on you. that. Now, when we're talking about um, live streaming to sell goods, I've had a look at some of these forecasts and, and they're quite incredible in terms of numbers. Um, some are saying that they will increase by 100% this year to $425 billion. Um, the more traditional online shopping is set to grow at 15%. So, I mean, that just gives a sense of the difference in terms of live streaming, selling goods versus traditional online shopping. Um, what sort of forecasts are you working on when it comes to live streaming? Uh, we, we pretty much do all of our marketing and promotion through live streaming and influencers mm. now. Um, mm. You know, that's a very much our, our standard approach. Um, and it's very sophisticated, very de uh, developed, and it happens 24 hours a day. So it's quite phenomenal to see the range of influencers and live streamers that are actually out there and the, the quality of the, um, the material that's produced. You know, we're, we're very impressed with that and very impressed with the outcomes. And that is definitely where the growth is coming from through in China. So, so when you're forecasting, what sort of, what sort of numbers are you using um, for your forecasting, you know, when it comes to expectations of growth? Uh, well, we look very much at um, our real-time performance against our marketing plans. So um, obviously across the, the range of products, very depending on the life cycle of where a product is, we have an expectation of a return uh, from a, a live stream and also for the performance of those um, live streamers. So they give us good visibility of what we expect as an outcome. And that allows us to match that with the maturity of each product to match it with particular uh, times of year to particular shopping festivals. And so it becomes uh, quite sophisticated in terms of the planning across the whole year and the focus for um, those particular um, very strong selling uh, times of the year. So it gives us good visibility. We know how to use them. And we know how to apply them at the right time. Um, you've talked about a sophisticated um, innovation, innovation, a couple of words that you've used a few times during our conversation today, Brian. So when it comes to technology, um, we know, of course, that, you know, the pandemic has certainly increased the speed of change within um, the technology space. In fact, within every, almost every sector, it's happening extremely quickly. So what are the new trends that are happening now within e-commerce that we should be aware of? Um, I think that the 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 that what you mentioned there already the pace of change is is incredible, um, and the demand from consumers um, is is ever increasing. So, the quality of service and the speed of service is one of the the really uh, high expectations, um, and so the, the the way of actually adjusting and moving across platforms and uh, selling real time 
is shortening that cycle from when people, you know, start to look for a product to when they actually purchase it to when they actually receive it. And so we're seeing um, even shortened time spans for that. And I think that's a very important aspect of the service is to make sure that people are communicated with real time, um, that they receive their product as promptly as they can, and that there's a good follow-up service. So we're seeing that as a, as a key element of increasing customer engagement is that high level of service. What, what about from the logistics side of, of the e-commerce journey, I suppose? You know, when it comes to innovation, we are seeing so much change. I mean, we're talking about drones delivering pizza and all, all sorts of things. Drones and robots and that uh, doing automatic deliveries already. And that was coming um, as, a, as a, an accelerated outcome of the COVID lockdown restrictions. And um, certainly we see that as, as one of the um, developing um, uh, aspects of, of that speedier consumer uh, deliver, delivery to the consumer. Um, and it's something that's prevalent. We expect it will continue to roll out, obviously. Take us forward five years, Brian. What in your estimation is the e-commerce world going to look like? I think even more highly automated, obviously, and it'll be uh, faster fulfilment. It's, um, you know, the uh, the expectation for us as consumers is that we don't want to wait days or even hours now. It's almost like uh, you want to be online, you want to see something that you that you want, and you want it almost immediately. Very much a, in, a, in a mobile space as well. So anytime there's an opportunity for someone to pick up their phone, um, they want to be looking, buying, and then you know they want it to delivered to them where they are or by the time they get home. So I think that's just going to accelerate. And certainly with the, you see the trials with uh, drone deliveries and things like that. Um, I think the, the hub and spoke uh, delivery um, of old will start to become uh, completely you know, airborne and, and even even faster. Where do you see Rue Life then in, in five years' time? Um, well, we see ourselves as being a very significant player. The way that we're growing now is that we think that our our customer base will be um, quite extensive and developed by then and the ability to mine through that data and to be able to focus and, um, and, um, uh, and target those consumers with our products. Uh, and we see it as a highly scalable business at the moment. We, we're seeing that the open-endedness of how, how much we can sell is way out in front of us. Our systems and our uh, processes are proving to be um, completely scalable. So, for example, I think we we have you know, tripled and doubled our, our sales revenue on a on actually declining human resource cost base. So, that's uh, you know indicative that the technology and the systems and the processes um, do give you that benefit of providing and selling products via e-commerce. Yeah, it's 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 interesting because it it has all grown so very quickly, and you're obviously in the hot seat, hot seat, Brian, when it comes to a growing middle class population as well, which you do have in China. Um, how quickly do you see um, any kind of major, rather than minor, but major expansion into other parts of the world? Um, I, th- I think there's a some, certainly through Asia is something that we continue to to, to monitor, and we've done some some uh, trials through Southeast Asia. There's some markets and products that we think are a, a good fit, um, and while we're, we're actually doing some trialing and testing now, we'd expect those to then scale based on what we hit on as the successful combination of both products, market, and platforms in the in the future. Okay, Brian, it's been such a pleasure to have you with us um, today. Really appreciate your time once again. Oh, no, it's great to connect with you again. And uh, so, look, we're very happy with the year that's transpired and uh, hopefully we speak to you a bit more often. Oh, we certainly w- would like that, Brian. Thank you so much. And, of course, that wraps it up for this edition of Stock Insiders with me, Oriel Morrison. Catch you next time.